Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Clearwater, Wichita's number one talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is the you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. And 55 degrees here at 6 o'clock in the morning. KNSS breaking news. A woman is dead after a shooting at an apartment complex in southeast Wichita. Police say the shooting occurred just before 2 a.m. in the 8100 block of East Harry. A woman in her 30s suffered a wound to her upper body and was pronounced dead at the scene. Police Captain Chad Beard says the shooting likely stemmed from a disturbance within one of the apartments and that it was not random. President Biden's brother, James Biden, testified in a private meeting before House lawmakers about the president's family business dealings. Fox's Kevin Cork with more. James Biden said in his opening statement to the committees that because of his intimate knowledge of his brother's personal integrity, as well as his own strong ethics, he's always kept his professional life separate from their close personal relationship. He said he's never relied on his status as Biden's brother in his foreign business dealings. While former business associate Tony Bobolinsky said he had texts and emails that indicated Joe Biden was involved, the top Democrat on oversight said he provided no evidence and that Bobolinsky's recent interview was chaotic to the point of burlesque. Separately, federal prosecutors now say an FBI source who claimed a Ukrainian energy executive paid Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million each was lying, and the story was pushed by Russian intelligence. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. The Sedgwick County Election Office will be moving and expanding soon. County commissioners voted 4-1 to one to purchase a building near 37th and Rock for $4.5 million. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Laura Raidwater says the new location will be easy to get to. Voter access is my one of my top priorities. I want people to have easy access to our polls and it be easy for them to vote. And it's this is new location is on a direct Wichita transit route, so public transportation isn't a problem. The move could take place early next year. Wichita police continue to search for the shooting suspect in the killing of a young child. Police identify the boy as one-year-old Tayden Anderson, who was inside an apartment in the 2500 block of South Oliver near Pawnee on Monday night. Investigators say someone walked up to the apartment and began shooting inside. The child died in the attack. 
and two 24-year-old women were also shot. They remain hospitalized with critical injuries. One person was arrested at the scene for allegedly interfering with law enforcement. It's believed the shooting was targeted and not a random event. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. One of the men charged in a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory celebration shooting that killed one person and injured two dozen others made a first appearance in court. Lindell Mays of Raytown, Missouri, told a judge he understood the charges against him in the February 14th shooting outside Kansas City's historic Union Station. Mays recently came off probation for pulling out a gun during a dispute over a basketball game. A statement from Belton Police said Mays displayed a handgun during the basketball game dispute at a community center, causing people to run for safety out of the gym. He pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct in February of 2022. The Republican presidential hopefuls are ramping up campaign efforts ahead of the South Carolina primary Saturday. Former Governor Nikki Haley has just two full days left to chip away at the former president's commanding lead in her home state. Her campaign hit at his financials. A January FEC report shows that Trump's leadership pack spent nearly $3 million on legal fees last month alone. That's on top of $50 million in donor funds spent last year on Trump's legal defense, according to a Fox News analysis. Trump made a brief stop in South Carolina to participate in a town hall hosted by Fox's Laura Ingram. He's set to return for a rally Friday. Fox's Alexandria Hoff reporting from Spartanburg, South Carolina. KNSS News time now, 6.04, four minutes past 6 o'clock. Stephen, 10 of the morning, KNSS, now 6.08, eight minutes past six o'clock. The first of three listening sessions hosted by Wichita Public Schools took place Wednesday evening. This for families being impacted by proposed school closings. District officials say the decision to close six area schools was not an easy one. The next listening session will be held tonight beginning at 5.30 at West High. Third session will be Monday night at the Administrative Center also beginning at 5.30. Police in Oklahoma are investigating the death of a high school student as a possible hate crime. No cause of death has been released for 16-year-old Nex Benedict, a student at Owasso High School in suburban Tulsa. Officials say Benedict was in a fight in the school bathroom with several other students on February 7th. Benedict's family says there had been harassment because the team was non-binary and used they-them pronouns. Benedict was able to walk away from the fight on their own, but was taken to the hospital by the family. Benedict was sent home that night, but died after returning to the hospital the next day. Detectives say they're interviewing school staff and students to learn more about what happened. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. Officials in Alabama are looking to carry out a second execution using the controversial nitrogen gas method. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall's office asking the Supreme Court to set a date to execute Alan Eugene Miller using nitrogen gas. Officials say the 59-year-old inmate convicted of fatally shooting three people in 1999 survived a 2022 lethal injection execution attempt. If the state moves forward, Miller would become the second inmate in Alabama and in the U.S. executed by the controversial method following the execution of inmate Kenneth Smith. The state argues it's quick and humane, but another Alabama death row inmate has filed a lawsuit challenging the method's constitutionality, detailing descriptions from witnesses who allege Smith shook and convulsed, arguing it's torturous. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Another U.S. company is accused of hiring children 
to clean meat processing plants. The Labor Department has asked a federal judge for an injunction to stop Tennessee-based Fayette Janitorial Service from hiring minors. The cleaning company works in about 30 states and employs more than 600 workers. The initial findings identified 15 underage Fayette employees at a Purdue Farms plant in Virginia and at least nine at Seaboard Triumph Foods in Sioux City, Iowa. The Labor Department says the company has used underage workers in hazardous conditions where animals are killed and says children sanitize dangerous equipment. The legal filing details severe injuries sustained by a 14-year-old while cleaning a machine in Virginia. Records show Fayette learned the worker was underage after the injury but continued to keep the child employed. Lee Silicera, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 6-11, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. The conditions in traffic this morning are looking very good out there. Still aren't seeing very heavy traffic volumes in most places, so things are looking good at the moment. The gasoline prices here in the Wichita area, and most common price still around two ninety nine a gallon. I've seen some better prices out there. Uh, we got two eighty nine a gallon, 29th Street North and Mays Road. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky across Wichita and south-central Kansas. A north wind, and that signals the frontal boundary has moved through overnight. Temperature is not quite as warm as yesterday, but for February standards, this is pretty incredible. Sunny and 64 this afternoon, clear and 38 tonight, breezy and 63 again tomorrow. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. And uh, 46 degrees right now, north wind at 18 miles per hour at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stephen's head in the morning, and uh, Dan just talked about temperature drop, and uh, I recorded a little more than an hour ago, 55 degrees, and then recently 46, and the wind had shifted to the north, so the, apparently yeah. the front came through and there it the is. temp dropped. How about that? It was really nice when I came over here. Yeah. Well, it's getting getting, getting a little chillier now, but it was it was really nice then. Today is Thursday, February twenty second, twenty twenty four. Another beautiful day across central Kansas. Wednesday, Wichita's high temperature was seventy two degrees. Normal high for the date fifty one. On this date in nineteen ninety six, Wichita set an all time record high for February, when the mercury soared to eighty seven degrees. Eighty seven in February. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hey there. And uh, on this date in 1732, the first president of the United States, George Washington, was born in Westmoreland County in Virginia Colony. So this is the birthday. We we put President's Day somewhere in between on a Monday between him and Lincoln, but this is actually George Washington's birthday. Wichita Police Department has issued a silver alert for a missing 77-year-old woman Rose Patton was last seen in the area of 8600 East 21st wearing a white shirt with pastel-colored lines or possibly light-colored tie-dye shirt and cream shoes. Patton has long white hair and that may be in a ponytail. She may also be carrying a silver suitcase. She is diagnosed with dementia. If you see Patton or know of her whereabouts, you are asked to call 911 immediately. This information I'm giving you is several hours old, but I... I've searched my emails looking for anything from PD, so it looks like they're still looking for Rose. And we'll let you know just if we find out differently. But uh, she's still got a silver alert going on. Researchers are testing deep brain stimulation as a treatment for people with a severe form of depression. 
Doctors compare it to a pacemaker for the brain. It involves implanting electrodes in the brain, which are attached to a device placed under the skin in the chest. Recent research is promising, and doctors believe federal approval may come soon. However, two past studies showed no advantage to using DBS for depression and temporarily halted progress. Some scientists continue to raise concerns, but DBS has already helped participants in clinical trials. Implant in your brain and your chest to stimulate your brain. Hmm. Across the United States, chronic worker shortages have led many companies to invest in machines to do some of the work they can't find people to do. They've also been training the workers they do have to use advanced technology so they can produce more with, with less. And the result has been an unexpected productivity boom, which helps explain a great economic mystery. How has the world's largest economy managed to remain so healthy and because of the nearing recession and so forth through all of this? But, you know, I guess we're just more productive than ever, Ted, thanks to these uh, machines who are doing part of the work. Figure out a way to do something. Yeah. Productivity. It's uh, 616 here at Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS on this Thursday morning. Stephen Ted show number 6,617. 6617. And uh, let's go ahead and take a look at leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Were you at Coke Arena last night? Certainly was. Shockers at home. Only. Three home games left. The Shockers taking on Tulsa last night, their longtime rival. And it was a fun night for Shocker fans at Coke Arena. 5,200 fans on hand as the Shockers dominated this one, especially inside, in the paint. Here's uh, the call of the game. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl on 103.7 KEYN. Turn around, left it short. Rebound grabbed by Ballard. Takes a dribble, puts it up and got it. Oh, wow. Wow. What an one, one dribble, spinning kind of bank hook shot. Quincy Ballard with his second basket, and the Shocker lead is back up to six. And the points inside just kept coming. Cortez lobs for Ballard, who got it. Oh, my. He wasn't able to dunk it, but he was fouled by Garcia and managed to guide the ball over the rim. It bounced on the back iron and fell in. He'll get credit for the basket and a chance for a three-point play. The Shockers scored 50 points in the paint last night. 50. And made 18 of 21 at the free throw line. Shockers beat Tulsa, and it wasn't even this close. 79-63. Shocks were up by 20 points or more most of the game. Yeah. Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa has not won a game in Wichita in 22 years. Wow. Yeah. So that streak continues. Shockers forced 22 turnovers. Tulsa missed 18 three-pointers. Nice win for the Shocks. Shocks get their ninth win at home this season. Ninth win on home court. We'll be talking uh, college men's basketball tonight, the weekly edition of the Jerome Tang Radio Show with K-State head coach. That'll be at 7 o'clock tonight on 97.5 and 1240 KFH as uh, K-State gets ready to host nationally ranked BYU on Saturday afternoon in Manhattan. College men's golf, the prestige wrapping up. Greg Norman course, PGA West out in California. Huge, huge uh, week at the prestige for KU. KU men's golf team finishing in second place at 21 under par, beating 11 top 50 ranked teams. And KU senior Cecil Belisle won that event. First place. Big weekend golf out at the prestige for the yeah. Kansas men's golf team. College women's basketball, big matchup in Manhattan last night. Ninth-ranked Kansas State hosting 22nd-ranked West Virginia. 
And this thing went into overtime. K-State ladies win it 73-64. Senior Aoka Lee, 34 points, 11 rebounds. K-State women have won 17 straight home games. Now 23-4 and on the season. K-State ladies are tied for second place in the Big 12 Conference. The Friends women win again. They went on the road at York last night, 79-71. Regular season road finale. Friends ladies are in third place in the conference. Tenth road win of the season for the Friends women. Now 21-6 and overall. The Friends ladies have won 13 of their last 14 games. The Tabor women win again. They lead the conference. They won at home, beat Kansas Wesleyan, 86-38. The Tabor women now 23-4 and on an 11-game winning streak. JUCO women's basketball. The number one ranked team in the nation is Hutchinson. And they win again. They went on the road at Northwest Kansas Tech, 91-52. The Hutchinson women are ranked number one in the nation with a record of 26-0 on the season. <laughs> Butler Community College, men and women last night at home at the power plant in El Dorado. The Butler women are ranked 25th in the nation. They beat Colby, 73-43. The Butler women are now 20-6 on the season. The Butler men are ranked 19th in the nation. They won at home last night, beat Colby 71-51. A four-game winning streak for the Butler men. They're now 21-5 and on the season. Hockey, the Wichita Thunder won on the road last night, beat the Iowa Heartlanders 5-4, as uh, Trevor Gorsuch had 44 saves in goal for the Thunder last night. Starting off a four-game road trip, hey, the Thunder is on a three-game winning streak right now. Got a nice road win last night. Go to baseball. Eric Hosmer is done with his career at the age of 34. He is retiring from baseball after 13 years in the big leagues. Of course, he was one of the linchpins for the Royals when they won the World Series yeah. in 2015. Four-time Gold Glove winner at first base. He was the number three overall pick by the Royals back in the 2008 draft. Played seven years with the Royals. He finishes with a 276 career batting average, nearly 200 home runs. He was the MVP of the All-Star Game back in 2016. And over the course of his career, he's made somewhere in the neighborhood of $175 million or more. Good. Eric Hosmer calling it a career at age 34. A lot of uh, big memories for Royals fans for him. You bet. Speaking of the Royals, too, before I finish up here, uh, you know, the, the Major League Baseball is starting to go the way of the NASCAR uniforms, putting patches on everything. You know. The Royals have these great, classy blue uniforms. Now they're going to wear a big red quick trip patch on the sleeves of their uniforms starting this season. Yeah. I don't know why it bugs me, but it does. Part of our Wichita Business Journal update. Oh, really? Out. Okay. We'll talk about that later on this morning, but there it is. Yeah, there it is. And, you know, I this space is red. Quick, I don't, exactly. <laughs> and they're not, I mean, they're not the, I mean, the Boston Celtics have some kind of weird logo on their uniform for some cleaning company. It's like, Celtics are so classic. Then you put this weird logo on your uniform from some company. Bail bondsman. Like, oh. <laughs> well, the Yankees haven't done it yet, but I'm sure at some Ooh, point they will. They will. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, man. All right. That's sports <laughs> with Stephen Ted. 622 now. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. The impact of loneliness on your general health. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 6.30 on a Thursday morning, 46 degrees. A derby man was killed in traffic Tuesday afternoon on Rock Road near Bradley Fair in East Wichita. The police say a motorcycle struck a van. Two other vehicles were involved in the accident. The dead man identified as 22-year-old Gabriel Cortez 
from the Derby area. A Wichita man is being held on murder charges and a half-million-dollar bond. Jose Silvano Velasquez Carrillo appeared in court yesterday charged with first-degree murder for his part in the shooting death of 42-year-old Candace Amac in South Wichita, and he's one of two suspects arrested in this case. Kansas lawmakers are considering a bill that would make it illegal to encourage others to commit suicide. Representative Brenda Landwehr, Wichita Republican, says she knows of two families who lost children who were encouraged to take their own lives by people using online forums. You should not be able to encourage and convince and coerce and, you know, get someone to kill themselves. That's wrong. And it should be a crime in Kansas. A House committee has already heard testimony on the bill. President Biden traveling to California campaigning ahead of the election. The president spoke about student debt. I'm proud to announce our SAVE plan. We are immediately canceling the debt loans for over 150,000 borrowers, nearly six months ahead of schedule. Starting today, we're canceling student debt for borrowers who are enrolled in the SAVE plan and have been paying student loans for as little as 10 years. Borrowers in the SAVE plan that took less than $12,000 will have their debt forgiven. Two young citizen soldiers who became close friends after enlisting in the Army Reserve were remembered at funerals in Georgia this past weekend. A service for 24-year-old Sergeant Kennedy Sanders was held Saturday in a packed 1,200-seat auditorium of the Ware County Middle School. Fellow soldiers recalled Sanders' courage, her loving personality, and her willingness to volunteer for tasks few wanted to do, including learning to operate earth-moving equipment to help build roads and shelters. A similar service honored 23-year-old Sergeant Brianna Moffat. Her funeral at a Baptist church was scheduled for the same time on Saturday as Sanders' service, 100 miles away. Moffat's family had requested that the media not be present. The soldiers were among three members of their Army Reserve Unit, who died on January 28th in a drone strike on a U.S. base in Jordan near the Syrian border. Also killed was 46-year-old Staff Sergeant William Jerome Rivers. He was buried Tuesday. The military awarded all three soldiers promotions in rank following their deaths. They were assigned to the 926th Engineer Battalion, 926th Engineer Brigade, based at Fort Moore in West Georgia. According to the Army Reserve, Moffat and Sanders both enlisted in 2019 as construction engineers. By the time they deployed to the Middle East last year, the two had become close friends. The deaths of the three Georgia reservists were the first U.S. fatalities blamed on Iran-backed militia groups after months of intensified attacks on American forces in the region since the Hamas terror attacks on Israel that took place in October. More than 40 troops were also injured in the drone attack. This salute to service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A clear sky, quiet start to our day here in Wichita with slightly cooler air coming in today. As the north wind picks up a bit here this afternoon, our high 64 with sunshine. Clear tonight, tello 38, 
Sunny and breezy through much of Friday with a high 63. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Now partly cloudy, north wind at 18 miles per hour, 46 degrees at uh, Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 at 13.30 KNSS. <clears throat> Excuse me, 6.34 now. Stephen Dead and Dead is the uh, 22nd day of February. On this date in 1982. 1980 on this date, what happened? It happened in sports. Oh, the uh, I bet it has something to do with the Olympics. Yep, ice hockey team. Yep, miracle on ice. Today, this was this was the miracle on ice yeah. day in Lake Placid, New York, as the United States Olympic hockey team upset the Soviets four to three. A big, big deal. Huge deal. U.S. team went on to win the gold medal. One of the great moments in sports in American history. Yeah, and and I and millions of Americans were watching that night. They weren't playing for the gold. But no, that was the semifinal get game. Get to the gold. Yeah. And it wasn't even live. It had happened earlier in the day <laughs> and they should ABC showed it in, in prime time. You couldn't do that today with all this with all the social media. But yeah. Back yeah. then, the game had already been played and Americans didn't know what the outcome was. We all watched it. Yeah. It sure was fun. It sure Be- was. Beating the stinking Soviets. <laughs> Charlie Woods is uh, taking the first step toward Trying to play on the PGA Tour, the 15-year-old son of Tiger Woods is in the pre-qualifier today for the Cognizant Classic. Roughly, the leading 25 players advance to the Monday qualifier. Only four players get into the tournament. Charlie Woods is no stranger to the spotlight. He's been playing with his dad in the PNC Championship the past four years. That's the 36-hole event in which major champions team up with a family member. Charlie Woods will be on his own this time at Lost Lake Golf Club. So there's another. Tiger's got a son coming up. Mm-hmm. And, the <laughs> next generation. You think like his dad, he'll probably be pretty. He's probably, well, he's already good, I bet. Really good. And speaking of sports, the Chicago Bears have hired Jennifer King as the first female assistant coach in franchise history. She will be an offensive assistant working with running backs. Coach Matt Eberfluss filled out his staff by announcing the final six members Wednesdays, the Bears, and uh, Jennifer King is going to coach running backs. I don't know what I think about that. If, if anything you'd say would be perceived as chauvinist, but <laughs> I'd like to have a running back coach who had actually been a running back, but that's that's just me. What do you think, Ted? I mean, some of the best coaches. Doesn't matter to me. Some of the best coaches, I think, have been the people who really didn't excel that much. I remember the uh, with George Brett, the guy named Charlie Lau. Charlie got Lau, who was a pedestrian player, like but a little catcher. Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, and he got to, he got. To and you're already throwing Jennifer King under the bus, and she hasn't even started yet. <laughs> She'll probably be a head coach in the NFL two years from now. All right, six thirty-seven now. Stephen Taylor, the morning here on KNSS. We had a pretty good basketball game last night. You just oh man, it was fun Sports last night. Tulsa coming to the, to the Coke Arena, and uh, wow, shock! It was just. 40 minutes of really fun basketball for the Shocks. They played very well. Well, it sounded like it because you, you described it as uh, one of those deals where they didn't sit outside and try to shoot threes all night. Gee, how novel is that? Took it inside and they've got, yeah. Apparently the Shockers got some couple of pretty good guys, big guys. 50 points in the paint last you, night. Yeah, who can, who can take the ball? It wasn't in there. just the big guys. There was a lot of penetration and layups by the guards, too. Wow. Okay. Well. That's the and Tulsa that, really didn't have an answer, so yeah, good for the, the shocks. Leagues. Good for them. Six thirty-eight now, Steve and Ted. We got. Uh, I have basketball tonight. Uh, 
the Bishop Carroll's playing. I don't know where they're playing. I think they're playing at South. But anyway, it's the last regular season game for basketball at Carroll. And, and of course, you know, my granddaughters are both cheer, cheering for Carroll, but I think one of them is sick. Anyway, I'm probably going to go to the ball game tonight. High school game. Regular season finale. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Capen hosting Heights tonight in a huge finale in the city oh, league. that ought to be a good one. Yeah. Capen at Heights. All right. So, yeah. It's uh, 6.38 now, Stephen Ted, at uh, time for the KNSS Commodities Update with Mr. Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Stephen Ted. There has been, uh, I should correct myself, there has been hardly any cash cattle trade report in our feed yards as of yesterday. The live cattle and the feeder cattle had mixed trading, but the trading was mostly on the positive side yesterday. Now, a few contracts did make new highs for the current move to the upside. At the close, most of the contracts closed positive, but did come off their session highs. Now, Friday is a monthly cattle on feed and the cold storage report, and the lean hogs yesterday traded on both sides of unchanged and closed that way. On the close, April live cattle were 37 cents higher, 187.70. April feeder cattle, 57 higher, 255.92. And April lean hogs were 30 cents higher, 85.97. Now, despite the lack of fresh market moving news Wednesday, the grain and the soybean complexes all traded and closed negative. Only the cotton futures were able to close positive. The trend to the downside and the managed money selling continued to weigh on future prices. Trading overnight has been mostly positive. At the moment, the May Kansas City wheat's eight cents higher at five eighty two and a half. May corn's a penny and a quarter higher four at four twenty five and a half. May soybeans four and three quarters higher at eleven sixty nine and three quarters. April crude oil trading a dime lower at seventy seven eighty one. April gold's four dollars higher two thousand thirty eight thirty. The March S and P sixty three points higher at five thousand fifty nine and one half. March dollar index twenty six cents lower at one hundred three sixty five. And March Dow Jones futures one hundred and fifty five points higher at thirty eight thousand eight thirty two. For commodity trading, egg marketing, or managed trading programs, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using eight six six go to Tom. Tom, today is Supermarket Employee Day. Just thinking about those folks who sack the groceries and take care of your their business, take your money and so forth, and stock the shelves. And just they're they're in that food chain. The farmer started started off, and then it goes to a, a distributor, and then it goes through the the employees, and finally he gets into our our basket to go home. But it's kind of it's a it's a chain. People, I don't, a lot of people don't understand. That there's about three or four different levels. They're taking a slice out of that the money that goes for the for the uh, for the commodity, right? Oh yes, there's several middlemen in the middle taking their share of it too. The worst thing about it is, Steve. There's a lot of people that think their food just comes from the grocery store. They don't have no clue how it gets there. They just feel that you know that is where it's produced at. Even I know. I know. Yeah, that can of beefaroni just appears. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I came out of a beefaroni machine. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> It was made by one of those uh, copy things there. Anyway, thank you, sir, and uh, we'll check with you again tomorrow morning. 641 now, Steve and Ted coming up. Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. Thanks, holding checks. That's on the way, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Steve and Ted in the morning, 647 here at KNSS on this Thursday morning. Three big things. Three. Basketball, Wichita State 79, Tulsa 63.
to... Sedgwick County Commissioner approves plan to move Election Commission headquarters to East Wichita. One. President Biden's brother questioned by lawmakers in a private meeting about the family business dealings. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Things in traffic in the Wichita area. Well, the traffic volumes are getting heavier out there. Really not seeing big slowdowns at the moment. Uh, the heaviest traffic that I'm seeing northbound I-135. This is down by Pawnee. Uh, just some uh, pretty heavy traffic in that area at this time. Traffic update, 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Sunny and breezy today with a high of 64 degrees. Clear tonight, the overnight low 37. Friday, sunny and breezy. Tomorrow's high, 63 degrees. Now partly cloudy. North wind at 18 miles per hour and 46 degrees. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Apple is creating new ways to make texting on their next generation of phones more secure. Fox on Tech. Texting on your Apple devices might be getting a bit more secure. In a blog post, Apple reveals a next generation of end-to-end encryption for their iMessage texting platform. They call it PQ3 and claim it will be impervious to what are called quantum attacks. Hackers have been collecting encrypted data knowing they are not able to crack the encryption with tools available currently, but with advances in quantum computing and AI, they could try breaking the code in the future and then violate the security of the data encryption. Apple claims PQ3 is able to defend against that. The new messaging tech is specific to iMessage, meaning the blue bubble texts on Apple iPhones, watches, iPads, and Macs. It's not going to work on the green SMS texts, and Apple claims it will render other encrypted text modes like RSA obsolete. It will be included in the next round of Apple's OS updates. With Fox on Tech. I'm Evan Brown, Fox News. You know what makes a great gift uh, for any occasion, and that's anything from the Monarch. Shop local for your whiskey lover with gift cards, apparel, and glassware. The Monarch, West Douglas, in historic Delano. McDonald's stock enjoyed a good day on Wall Street West Wednesday. A choppy trading session with stocks pairing losses approaching the closing bell and finishing mixed as investors parse minutes from the Fed's latest policy meeting in January. Officials said that there had been significant progress in reducing inflation, but most policymakers said they're worried about moving too fast to slash their benchmark interest rate before it was clear that inflation was sustainably returning to their 2% target. Shares of Palo Alto Networks tumbled over 27%. The cybersecurity company delivered an earnings and revenue beat, but provided disappointing financial guidance. The Dow winners, McDonald's, Caterpillar, and Nike. The Dow decliners, IBM, Microsoft, and Salesforce. The Dow rising 48 points. The Nasdaq down 50. S&P 500 up 6. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 6.50. Jad uh, Chambers in traffic this morning, as always. Uh, just getting a report now about uh, a dog running around on Kellogg. I want to be careful. This is in the Seneca area, if you happen to be there. Again, that report was a dog on the highway, so be careful. Oh, man. Yeah. Banks holding checks. Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker with us this morning. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Steve and Ted. You know, I still don't understand why many banks don't immediately credit deposits to an account. I mean, why, why does it take several days for a check to clear when the deposit can be electronically verified in just seconds? I, I, I don't get it. There's a federal regulation. This kind of doesn't make sense. A federal regulation CC 
requires banks and credit unions to make your deposited funds available within a specific time frame. (laughs) This is where it doesn't make sense. But it's not mandatory. It's a regulation, but it's not mandatory. Ah. Well, generally, if the deposit is made at a bank and it's $200 or less, you should have full access to that money the next business day. Funds electronically deposited or by phone or by an ATM are clear on the second business day. Banks have the ability to make the monies available quicker. Some will do it as a customer service. Others may charge an early release fee. I remember they used to do that. You pay an extra $9 and you get your money earlier. Well, different banks have different cutoff times for what they consider to be the end of the business day. So this means when to release deposited funds is up to each institution. It's not a federal banking rule, as far as I can see. Regulation CC does allow banks to delay funds for a, quote, a reasonable period of time. (laughs) When the check, (laughs) they say when the check is $5,000 or greater, when your account has been excessively overdrawn in the past six months, that makes sense. You got a history of it, so they're going to penalize you. The deposit is at a non-branch ATM. That kind of makes sense. The bank has reason, no doubt, to uh, on the collective uh, or or doubt rather on the collectability of that check. Like you get a scam check from someplace in in uh, in Nigeria or something. The check is redeposited after it is returned unpaid. They'll hold it then. Well, this is the banking world we live in. Some banks are more aggressive with their services. Consider uh, banking at those institutions. And when you when you make a physical deposit. Keep that deposit slip. That's a good recommendation. I always just toss them someplace on the floor of my car. Well, if you make electronic phone deposits, keep the check and take the, a screenshot of the deposit verification. That way you have evidence to back up your deposit claim if it's ever questioned. And, of course, if you have any questions on any other financial planning issues, you can give me a call over at Saber Wealth. The number is 267-0600. All right. Ted, what you got? Nobody under the age of 50 is listening anymore after you went on for three minutes about checks. Oh, oh yeah. Everybody has <laughs> turned out. Oh, that's great. That's... I was right in there with you. Well, you know, <laughs> good, good. Well, you know, the, the funny thing is, well, but it's, I'm talking about all deposits, not I necessarily know. just a check. You're talking about electronic deposit. But no, I, I, my, I remember helping my daughter with a deposit uh, a, a couple of years ago on a, on an apartment. I said, here, honey, here's a checkbook. Fill this out. She struggled a little bit. She figured it out. But she didn't quite understand. You got to spell it out in yeah. addition to you know. But she she didn't write checks. You yeah. know, they, kids aren't they required to anymore. I don't think my daughter and son even write checks anymore. I do all electronically. Well, you know, and the, the 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 tricky thing is that when a deposit is put into their bank, it shows up mm-hmm. in their bank account, but. Try going to spend that money. I remember Natalie was complaining to me because there was an over, like an overdraft because she tried, they wouldn't allow her to withdraw money that it said she had in there. So if it's electronically posted on your phone, you know, because they deal completely with their phones, I, yeah, anyway, it's, it's a mess. I'm an old Scotsman and I don't like to entrust all of my money to computers and banks. Yeah. And it's a little scary. Today is National Chili Day. Ah. Honors one of America's favorite winter dishes. Chili, but what my it's also known as chili con carne. That means a chili with meat. If you guys don't know, but uh, all right. So, do you take your chili with beans? The the big question for the day. 
I always do. It's not chili without beans. Yeah, it's not I agree. Ch- it would be like some sort of a stew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's got to, I think it's got to have mm-hmm. beans in it beans. because it's a musical fruit. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, okay. Thank you, Don. It's a legume, not a fruit. I'm sorry. It's not a fruit. Yes, sir. We don't know what you are. Uh, <laughs> you call, did you just call me a legume? <laughs> Love the fruit. Love the toot. Hey, oh, chili I day. knew that was happening. Here. Yeah, find a bowl for yourself. I think you boys have had enough. Thank you, Thank you <laughs> gentlemen. Right. 655, Steve and Ted. Coming up top of the hour of this news this morning with Steve and Ted, President Biden's brother talks at a private meeting with lawmakers concerning his family's business dealings. And we've had another homicide fatal shooting in Wichita. That's coming up, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. President Biden's brother testifies at a private meeting with House lawmakers. We have the story. Sedgwick County moving ahead with new election office. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. A child killed in a Wichita shooting has been identified. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Yesterday we hit 72 for the high in Wichita. Today will be a little cooler, but still running above average for this time in February. Our complete forecast is coming up. A woman is dead after a shooting at an apartment complex in southeast Wichita. Police say the shooting occurred just before 2 a.m. in the 8100 block of East Harry. A woman in her 30s suffered a wound to her upper body and was pronounced dead at the scene. And police captain Chad Beard says the shooting likely stemmed from a disturbance within one of the apartments and that it does, uh, was not random. The president's brother has testified before the House Oversight and Judiciary Committee in a private meeting about his foreign business deals. James Biden said in his opening statement to the committees that because of his intimate knowledge of his brother's personal integrity as well as his own strong ethics, he's always kept his professional life separate from their close personal relationship. He said he's never relied on his status as Biden's brother in his foreign business dealings. While former business associate Tony Bobolinsky said he had texts and emails that indicated Joe Biden was involved, the top Democrat on oversight said he provided no evidence and that Bobolinsky Bobolinsky's recent interview was chaotic to the point of burlesque. Separately, federal prosecutors now say an FBI source who claimed a Ukrainian energy executive paid Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million each was lying, and the story was pushed by Russian intelligence. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. A new and expanded Sedgwick County election office has been approved by county commissioners. They approved spending $4.5 million to purchase a building near 37th and Rock. Election Commissioner Laura Rainwater says... They have simply outgrown their location in the Sedgwick County Courthouse, which was built in 1888. Currently, between the warehouse and administrative offices, we have about 19,000 square feet. Um, We had a study done, and we need about 33,000 square feet um, to accommodate all of our election equipment and our office administrative needs. That's a significant difference. Rainwater says the earliest the move can take place is spring of 2025. Wichita police still searching for the shooting suspect in the killing of a one-year-old boy. 
Police identified the boy as one-year-old Tayton Anderson, who was inside an apartment in the 2500 block of South Oliver near Pawnee on Monday night. Investigators say someone walked up to the apartment and began shooting inside. The child died in the attack, and two 24-year-old women were also shot. They remain hospitalized with critical injuries. One person was arrested at the scene for allegedly interfering with law enforcement. It's believed the shooting was targeted and not a random event. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. One of the men charged in a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory celebration shooting that killed one person and injured two dozen others made a first appearance in court. Lindell Mays of Raytown, Missouri, told a judge he understood the charges against him in the February 14th shooting outside Kansas City's historic Union Station. Uh, Mays recently came off probation for pulling out a gun during a dispute over a basketball game. Statement from Belton Police said Mays displayed a handgun during the basketball game dispute at a community center, causing people to run for safety out of the gym. He pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct in February of 2022. The Republican presidential hopefuls ramping up campaign efforts ahead of the South Carolina primary Saturday. Former Governor Nikki Haley has just two full days left to chip away at the former president's commanding lead in her home state. Her campaign hit at his financials. A January FEC report shows that Trump's leadership pack spent nearly $3 million on legal fees last month alone. That's on top of $50 million in donor funds spent last year on Trump's legal defense, according to a Fox News analysis. Trump made a brief stop in South Carolina to participate in a town hall hosted by Fox's Laura Ingram. He's set to return for a rally Friday. And that's Fox's Alexandria Hoff reporting from Spartanburg, South Carolina. KNSS News Time now 7.05, five minutes past 7 o'clock. Big win for the Shockers last night at Coke Arena. We'll have highlights coming up in sports. President Biden wants to write off more student loan debt. That story and more coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted down at 7.08. Eight minutes past 7 o'clock. President Biden traveled to California to campaign ahead of the 2024 presidential election. The president spoke about student debt. I'm proud to announce our SAVE plan. We are immediately canceling the debt loans for over 150,000 borrowers, nearly six months ahead of schedule. Starting today, we're canceling student debt for borrowers who are enrolled in the SAVE plan and have been paying student loans for as little as 10 years. And borrowers in the SAVE plan that took less than $12,000 will have their debt forgiven. Donald Trump could be at risk of losing some of his prized properties if he can't pay his staggering New York civil fraud penalty. With interest, he owes the state nearly $454 million, and the amount is going up by more than $87,000 each day until he pays. New York Attorney General Letitia James told ABC News she will seek to seize some of the former president's assets if he's unable to cover the bill. Governors from across the country are meeting to talk about key issues facing the country. The National Governors Association will bring both Republican and Democrat leaders from their respective states to Washington. NGA Chairman and Republican Utah Governor Spencer Cox says he will try to bring unity to the annual winter meeting with his Disagree Better initiative. Cox discussed the importance of bringing respect to politics during an economic club of Washington event. 
I really do believe it's good politics. And I believe that, um, that you will be rewarded for treating your opponents with dignity and respect. Supreme Court Justices Amy Coney Barrett and Sonia Sotomayor will be among the guests. Economic development, education, and public health are some of the key issues being covered. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. A police detective in Massachusetts followed a hunch and found some pretty wild stuff in the back seat of one guy's truck. It was Detective Alex Cini from the Sutton Police Department in Central Mass who watched this man drive his pickup to the side of a red roof inn and sit there for about half an hour. Detective Cini found this suspicious, and when he approached the truck, he saw some drug paraphernalia. That's not all they found. Upon a search, police not only turned up some crack cocaine, they also discovered a full-on M190 U.S. military-grade rocket launcher. The weapon wasn't loaded, but it was hidden in some clothing in the back seat. They couldn't get the guy to explain what he planned to do with it, but they have charged him for both possession of the drugs and the rocket launcher. John Saucier, Fox News. New prestige license plates may be available soon in Kansas. The uh, state Senate passing a bill allowing drivers to display their favorite sports teams, such as the Kansas City Chiefs and Royals. It also creates a new tag to benefit the Sedgwick County Zoo. The bill now heads... Uh, for a vote in the House. KNSS News Time now, 7 11. 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. Right now, the traffic conditions, well, the traffic volumes are heavier at the moment. Not seeing it slowing anything down, but it's about this time of morning that we really start to see things slow down approaching that road construction up there at the north junction. So if you happen to be headed that direction, uh, you can expect that to really start backing up any time now. Otherwise, things in traffic looking pretty good. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronell Williams. Good morning, Ronell. Good morning, Stephen Ted. How are we doing? Good. Fantastic. Had a little weather change earlier this morning. It went from warm to a little chilly there for the wind switching around. What's going on? Yeah, just a little bit. Our winds uh, switching out of the north. We're now behind a cold front. So that's what's making for that slight chill in the air. You know, when we were headed off to work, probably didn't even need a jacket, honestly. We were in the 50s for quite some time. But uh, our winds not only switching out of the north, but they'll also pick back up a little bit more. That breeze definitely going to be stronger than those lighter winds yesterday. So we'll have a north wind at 15 to 25 miles an hour. This is also going to cool us off when it comes to our afternoon highs. Now, 63 degrees, still a little bit more than 10 degrees above the norm. But at the same time, again, just not as warm as the last couple of days under a partly cloudy sky. Turning mostly clear tonight with a low of 37. Compared to this morning, likely going to be a colder start to our Friday. But then we'll be back to sunshine as we get ready to head into the weekend. High tomorrow, 65 with a wind switching out of the northwest at 10 to 20 miles an hour. Uh, over the weekend... Mostly sunny skies across the board between Saturday and Sunday and continuing to warm back up as well. 68 Saturday, 72 on Sunday. Winds picking up even more by the time we get into our Monday to kick off the new work and school week. And that's going to uh, warm us up quite a bit, just a few degrees shy of 80 as we reach a high of 77. Now, this is going to be due to another storm system swinging through the plains. This will eventually lead to, right now, just a measly 10% chance of rain, getting up to 73 degrees on Tuesday, too. But then right after that, it is looking like there may be a brief return to winter. Temperatures dropping quite a bit, down to a high of 42 degrees by next Wednesday. Right now, we're at 45, though, with a north breeze at 17 miles an hour. Barely any cloud cover out there. Should be able to see a, a nice bright start to the day. 
Well, let's just enjoy it while we can, okay? And and not burn anything. You know, it's it's going to be breezy, warm, dry, so we don't want to do that either. All right. Thank you, Ronell. The KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today Meteorologist Ronell Williams. Well, it's a, it went from warm to chilly. I'm glad I've got my sixth or seventh cup of coffee going this morning for Prairie Fire Coffee. They keep me going. Nice. There it is. Very good. <laughs> Another beautiful day across Kansas. Wednesday, high temperature 72 degrees. <laughs> Normal high 51. It was on this is, by the way, this is the 42nd day of February. On this day in 1996, Wichita set an all time record high for February when the record, when the mercury soared to 87 degrees. Yikes. Can you imagine 87 degrees? Almost 90. <laughs> yeah. On George Washington's birthday. Amazing. Yee. And on this date in 1630, going back just a bit further, 1630, English colonists in the Massachusetts Bay Colony first sampled popcorn brought to them by a Native American named Quadaquina for their Thanksgiving celebration. Didn't say whether it had, uh, you know, butter and salt on it. Had to have been quite a treat. How it was. Something uh, (laughs) new that you've never tasted before. I wonder wonder who thought about putting butter on it. Hmm. Yeah, whoever thought that up, that, wow. was, that was a good call. That's the next stage. All right, I guess you would say this is uh, popcorn day, <laughs> in a way. Drew Barrymore is having a birthday today, 49 years old. I remember when she was just a, she was just a little kid in E.T., the mm-hmm. extraterrestrial. She's been in showbiz her whole life. Yeah, well, her, her family. family. My she, goodness. She, the, the Barrymore acting clan goes back Was that her, three generations. Would that be her grandparents' generation? Yeah, I think, John, I think John, John and Ethel were Ethel, her grandparents. And then there was one, one other. Who was the one who played... Uh, who played uh, uh, Mr. Potter? Oh, Lionel. Lionel. Yeah. Quite, quite a family. <laughs> I, I like Lionel. And I think there was a second generation, and then Drew is the third generation, I think. Well, she's, uh, of course, she was in Charlie's Angels. She has nine Emmy nominations. Really? Yeah. I would not have guessed that. She does a little TV, and she's, she's doing pretty well. I like her more as she, as she ages. She just seems to be, I don't know, a little more acceptable. I don't see, I don't see her very often, so. Drew Barrymore is 49 years old today. And uh, your ability, this, this is useful on National Margarita Day, which it is, your ability to describe how plastered your friends are Wasting is about again. to become much more robust. A study found the English language has 546 different words for being drunk. That's it? <laughs> I thought there'd be more. <laughs> Hammered. Wasted. Sloshed. Tipsy. Mm-hmm. Trashed. Smashed. Loaded, yeah. or more formal, and inebriated. goes on and on. Yeah. Even things like schwasted made the list. I don't know how, but 546 terms for being drunk in the English language. Mm. There you go. That'll be a fun piece of trivia when you're out drinking tonight. 7 seven seventeen. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. It's always exciting when the Shockers play Tulsa in any sport. But basketball's been really exciting over the years, and Ted... Ted Woodward has sports this morning. He was at the Coke Arena last night, of course. Yep. What happened? Next geez? chapter in the rivalry last night, the Shockers in Tulsa, 5,200 fans at the game last night. And it was a fun night for Shocker fans as Wichita dominates the Golden Hurricane. The Shockers scored tons of points in the paint, getting it done inside. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl with the call of the game on 103.7 KEYN. Bell looking to play it in. Not fun. Lobs for Ballard. Oh, he slams. His head was even with the rim that time as he caught that and slammed it home. And the work inside just kept coming. Picked up his dribble, trying to clear it, and the pass is deflected. Picked up by Colby Rogers. Up court to Bell. 
Cuts into the lane. Little twister in front. Missed it. Tipped in by Kenny Poto. Love his pursuit. Doing a great job with his pursuit. 50 points in the paint for the Shockers last night. And they went 18 for 21 at the free throw line. Shockers beat Tulsa, and it wasn't even this close. 79-63. Shocks were up by 20 for a lot of, uh, or more, a lot of the game. Forcing 22 Tulsa turnovers. Shockers with a season high on defense, 15 steals. Shockers win their ninth game on home court this season. Colby Rogers, 9 for 9 at the free throw line on his way to 19 points. You're just describing really an overall great effort on everything. Yep, it was it yeah. was dominant performance last night. Yeah. And Tulsa can't win in Wichita. Tulsa has now lost 12 straight in Wichita. Tulsa hasn't won a game in Wichita in 22 years. And that streak continues. The Shocks get a big win last night on home court. Only two home games left for the Shocks. All right, let's take a look at JUCO men's basketball. Butler Community College, the Butler men at home at the power plant in El Dorado last night hosting Colby. Dennis Higgins had the call of the game on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Back to the way, this is Christian Larry, lost handle the ball, stolen away, pass goes up the floor to Thornton. He drives, lobs it up, and still well talks it. Boy, what a nice assist by Jacquez Thornton. He lobbed that off the steal in the breakout. And Stillwell slammed it through with a two-handed dunk. Nice. Butler wins over Colby, 71-51. Now a four-game winning streak for the Butler men. They're now 21-5 and on the season. They're ranked 19th in the nation. Let's go to college women's basketball in Manhattan last night. Big matchup. Ninth-ranked Kansas State hosting 22nd-ranked West Virginia. And this thing went to overtime. Of course, when K-State needs a bucket, they're going into their... Big senior, Aoka Lee, the action on the Kansas State Radio Network. Sundell's going to run clock. Shot clock at 10, game clock at 46. Gregory above the left elbow. Throws it high, Lee the grab. The big shot, good! Nice. K-State wins it over the Mountaineers, 73-64. K-State women have won 17 straight home games, 23-4 now on the season. Senior Aoka Lee with 34 points, 11 rebounds. K-State women are tied for second place in the Big 12 Conference. Well, hockey for you. Let's go to the National Hockey League. The Toronto Maple Leafs win on the road in Phoenix, beat the Arizona Coyotes 6-3. At center for the Maple Leafs, former Wichita Thunder player Bobby McMahon. One goal, one assist. McMahon is really coming on for the Maple Leafs. He's now got goals in three straight games. Maple Leafs have won five in a row. They're in the number three spot in the Atlantic Division. And former Thunder player Bobby McMahon helping Toronto to another win. Speaking of the Thunder, they won on the road last night. Beat the Iowa Heartlanders 5-4. to four. Nice start to a four-game road trip. The Thunder now is on a three-game winning streak. How about that? And in Juco women's basketball, the number one ranked team in the nation wins again. Hutchinson wins on the road at Northwest Kansas Tech, 91-52. The Lady Blue Dragons are ranked number one in the nation. They're still undefeated, 26-0. and at Sports with Steve and Ted, hey, you need to switch your dog food to the farmer's dog. The effects can feel magical. There's no sorcery. It's just real food made for dogs. Make sure you check it out. The farmer's dog. 721 now. Keep it here for a house call for health. Does someone you know suffer from popcorn brain? Ooh. That's coming up. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 
Good morning, Steve Fackensage, Ted Woodward, 7.30 on this Thursday morning, 45 degrees. A gun attack at an Israeli checkpoint, and one person is dead. At least nine people were hit by gunfire when three Palestinians attacked the checkpoint in the occupied West Bank. Police say they shot dead two of the gunmen and wounded a third. The attack took place not far from Jerusalem. This less than a week after suspected Palestinian attackers shot dead two people at a bus stop in southern Israel. Tensions remain high over the war with Hamas, but cabinet member Benny Gantz says renewed talks are taking place to agree a pause in the conflict and the release of hostages. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. A man in Winfield arrested, suspected of setting an arson. Fire officials say the man intentionally set a grass fire on Highway 77 south of Winfield. That was early Saturday morning. The man stayed in the area and then was taken into custody. And Formal charges are pending. Yesterday, city leaders held the first of several planned town hall meetings to address the homeless issue in Wichita. Mayor Lily Wu says the first step was the building of a new facility that will go into service soon to provide shelter and help for those experiencing homelessness. That idea is to be a 24-7 center that really brings together emergency sheltering to affordable housing and then wrap around services all into one. Mayor says the next step is to communicate the information to the community and help those who need to get uh, off the streets. An executive shakeup at Boeing. Boeing has ousted the leader of its 737 MAX program as the plane maker faces ongoing quality issues. A Clark, vice president of the MAX program and the executive in charge of the factory that built the jet involved in last month's door plug blowout is departing and will be replaced by Katie Ringgold, the current vice president of 737 Delivery Operations. Clark oversaw the factory that built the jet involved in the door plug blowout midair incident during an Alaska Airlines flight. Investigators believe critical bolts needed to keep the piece in place were missing. Boeing also said it was creating a new position overseeing quality control at its commercial airplanes division. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. A new recall from Toyota. Toyota is recalling about 280,000 pickups and SUVs in order to fix a transmission problem. It can allow the vehicles to move forward at slow speeds while in neutral. The affected models are the 2022 and 2023 Tundra pickups, the Lexus LX600 SUVs, and the 2023 and 2024 Toyota Sequoia SUVs. The company says dealers will update the transmission software to fix the problem. Owners of the vehicles under recall will be notified in April. Sue Guzman, Fox News. First Lady Jill Biden was in Massachusetts to announce a new women's health fund that she's organizing. The White House Initiative on Women's Health Research, headed up by First Lady Jill Biden, is directing $100 million in funding for life-changing work done by researchers and startup companies that cannot get private support. Many medical studies have focused on men and left women out. Many of the medicine dosages or the treatments or the medical school textbooks are based on men and their bodies. Biden says women's health research is historically underfunded. The funding comes from ARPA-H, an advanced research agency under the Department of Health and Human Services. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. And now the KSN Storm Trackers Be Forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams.
Yeah. Good morning. A clear sky, quiet start to our day here in Wichita with slightly cooler air coming in today. As the north wind picks up a bit here this afternoon, our high 64 with sunshine. Clear tonight, tello 38, sunny and breezy through much of Friday with a high 63. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Now, a few clouds, 45 degrees, north wind at 17 miles per hour here at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Coming up on 7.34, Stephen 10 in the morning here on KNSS, 22nd day of February, George Washington's birthday. Born 222. In, born in uh, 1732. And uh, born into a rich family, and he stayed rich his entire life. But the father of our country. Father of our country. He was like, what, what the second tallest, maybe? 6'3 or something like that. And this was back in a day when people weren't 6'3. Five, five foot yeah. two. He was a giant he was just of a man. Considered a giant. Literally and figuratively yeah. back then. Yeah. George Washington, the father of our country. What about whales? I know you've been thinking about whales singing. Ted, you're a singer, and I'm sure you identify with whales. Oh, and, I thought you uh, meant whales, the the country. No, no. no the, whales, the animal. Things that fish, those, they swim. Yeah. Mammal. Yeah, they sing loud enough that the sound travels through the ocean, but how... Do they do that? Well, it's been a mystery. New study says whales have a specialized voice box that isn't seen in other animals. Study was too tiny to be definitive, but experts say the discovery will direct future research into how whales communicate. Research looked at uh, voice boxes from three dead stranded whales, and lab experiments showed the whales use a cushion of fat and tissue to sing. Oh, I might do that too. So maybe I, you know, get a little. Maybe you had a chubbier throat. Might help out. It sound like a whale. Well, I've got plenty of jowl action. Yeah. I don't know. That's not a problem for me. <laughs> that helps out. All right. Let's see. Uh, what's going on in the news this morning? What about this uh, a man who's uh, one of the suspects been charged in the Kansas City shooting this Lindell Mays, who apparently had just got off probation after an incident where he waved a gun around. Yeah. He's pulled out his gun at public just, events before. He's actually... Play, bring his gun out whenever he can, and apparently, and he got probation for that. They didn't send him to jail or anything, but you know, why well, he's just waving a gun in public? Why? Well, <laughs> I can't help but think this time, more, the, this time he shot the gun. This fellow may have given a Killed few warning someone. signs there that he might be half baked. But anyway, so they're still sorting things out up there, and you know, they're going to have to be going to look at a lot of video and. Uh, it, it's complicated. You got mm-hmm. had, had a million people in a small place. And they're going to have. They've already got some video. We've seen some of it, but then you got all the witnesses to talk to. Man, it's a complicated case, and uh, we do think that it was uh, a couple of people or a couple of groups going at it in some sort of a uh, disagreement. Yeah, and everybody pulls out their guns, everybody pulls out their guns, starts shooting. Just <laughs> wonder how many guns were out there that day, and a million people. Oh, quite a few. Quite a few. Let's see here. School closings. Uh, it's going to have a, had a. Don't you uh, think that's going to be the end of public parades, especially in Kansas City? Well, they're going to start doing something where they go. Have to, everybody has to go through a metal detector. Yeah, everybody. I would. I would people. suspect that's the last. No, they're not going to have a million people. No, they're going to have eighty thousand or whatever in Arrowhead. But yeah, 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 I think that's going to be the end of public open celebrations in Kansas City. It's a trade-off. Yeah, know. it is. Trade off. Looking at these school closings, that uh, I was just seeing something. I was just, what is he on TV? Maybe on the net. Anyway, I saw a kid, a young man who apparently was one of those at one of those school closing hearings or the meeting last night they had was crying about his school closing, and 
I don't know. I, I you know, one of my my junior high school Hadley is going to be closed. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> I don't but care at all. You haven't dealt with that school but for I'm not 50 going, years. Yeah, yeah. I'm not if going you're, to school. If you actively have kids there, it's a different story. That's right. If your kid's one of them who's going to have to change, that's true. I'm just thinking uh, so that. Let's see. The grade school I attended here, Peterson, they're still out there. They're, they're still cooking. And then junior high, Hadley, and I went to West. Shelly, my wife, of course, she, she attended a little Catholic school on the West Side called Madonna, which is basically pretty close to Bishop Carroll. And uh, it was a girl's school, Catholic girl's school. And uh, it has become, they sold that to USD 259. Now it's Wilbur. Wilbur, yeah. Wilbur Middle School. So things change. Schools come and they go. Mm-hmm. And you, which, what grade school did you go to? Blessed Sacrament. Blessed Sacrament, okay. Still in operation there at Douglas and Quentin. Do they have any special, uh, you know, trophy case where they got a big picture of Ted there? Uh, that is nowhere to be found. <laughs> nope. Do they, do they serve hot lunches there? Hmm. Currently, I don't know. Oh, no, did they? When they you did were not want to know. They had there. a kitchen, but we all brought our own lunch. Gosh, yeah. Sacked it up there. Yeah, we had that at Hadley. They had, of course, they had the full cafeteria there, and and a lot of kids complain about how bad it was, and every day I said, I can find something here to eat. Yeah, you can. Come on. Certainly. Come on, guys. Don't to be a snob about that. School. love a hot lunch. School lunch menu. They used to publish that at the USD 259 mm-hmm. every morning. Oh, yeah, they did. I remember that. And uh, They probably still do somewhere. The guy that I worked with, the late uh, Roger Mundy was his air name. The late Roger Mundy would, on, on the air on KEYN, sing the lunch menu. Yeah, I remember that. He would sing the lunch menu. Gosh, I wish I had That a, was funny. I wish I had a tape of that. That was a good bit. You would love to hear that. Yeah, that was funny. And, and he was a pretty good singer. He, he, and he, yeah. Singing the school lunch menu. Hell, well, we did in those days. We did kind of crazy things on the radio. Not like, not like today. Seven thirty nine. Stephen Ted and Ted. Oh, I remember when the late Danson Don Hall. I remember when he did a bit too, where he would. I think he and his partner would get the lunch menu and, and make fun of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there just you go. rip it. That, that was a funny bit too. <laughs> the lunch menu. Um, all right. So how you were at uh, the shocker game last night doing the PA? Yeah, late night with the shocks last night. Sounds like it good was good game. A, fun was, game to watch. So what do you think about this team that they've had their share of losses this year? You're rebuilding. You got a new coach, uh, showing some signs there last night. One, yeah, they won. They've won nine games on home court. Don't play too badly at home. They can't win on the road. That's been a problem. Is anybody winning on the road? Anymore? Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. College basketball, it is very difficult for teams to win on the road. It seems to me like like Marshall, Greg Marshall. Well, teams they went through on the road. They, they went through a stretch where they were the they best road everywhere. team in the nation yeah. for a six or seven year span. Yeah, that was the key. You got to be able to win on that other court. And that was one of those deals during the remember during the like the Randy Smithson years and the Scott Thompson years. And Wichita State went through a, like a ten year stretch where they only won like eight road games. I remember poor Steve Shogren was doing the color broadcasting on all those road games. He went on all those road trips with Mike Kennedy and. He only ended up with like eight, uh, 10 or 11 road wins in a decade. I was like, oh, man, poor wow. Steve. That's a little depressing. <laughs> but then Marshall kind of was the one that finally started turning the tide on that. We became one of the best road teams in the nation. Yeah. And now we're back to not able to win on the road. But, yeah. I mean, KU lost four straight road games yeah. in the last five weeks. And I mean, K-State's had road problems. K-State's yeah. having struggles on the road. A lot of teams are having trouble on the road. Mm. Well, they'll get it squared away, I'm sure.
741 now, Steve and Ted. And coming up, we have the Wichita Business Journal update this morning. Kansas City Royals and Quick Trip have a logo patch deal. That's on the way. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Did you hear my eyes rolling? Steve and Ted in the morning, KNSS 746 here on this Thursday morning. Three big things. Basketball, Wichita State 79, Tulsa 63. Sedgwick County Commission approves plan to move election commission headquarters to East Wichita. President Biden's brother questioned by lawmakers in a private meeting about the family business dealings. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Traffic here in Wichita this morning. Those traffic conditions are very nice out there. Uh, the biggest problems we're seeing, of course, the road construction. Uh, right now, especially southbound on I-135, if you're trying to exit onto K-96, that's really, uh, really slowing down right now. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Sunny and breezy today with a high of 64 degrees. Clear tonight, the overnight low 37. Friday, sunny and breezy. Tomorrow's high, 63 degrees. A little cooler here the next couple of days. Now a few clouds, 45 degrees. And we have a north wind at 17 miles per hour at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Hatman Jacks, the nation's third largest hat store, can help you find just the right hat for any lifestyle. With the change in season coming soon, make sure you're ready for any kind of weather. Hatman Jacks is open Tuesday through Saturday, just north of Riverfront Stadium at the Clock Tower in Delano. The Japanese stock market has finally surpassed its 34-year-old record high. Japan may be suffering a recession, but its stock market has never had it so good. The Nikkei closed at over 39,000, beating a record high set back in 1989. It can partly thank NVIDIA for that. The US tech firm's strong earnings gave a lift to its Japanese equivalents. But investors have also been looking at profitable Japanese firms as bargains in recent months. The 1989 watermark was followed by a devastating collapse. Within three years, the Nikkei had lost 60% of its value. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. McDonald's stock enjoyed a good day on Wall Street in New York Wednesday. A choppy trading session with stocks pairing losses approaching the closing bell and finishing mixed as investors parse minutes from the Fed's latest policy meeting in January. Officials said that there had been significant progress in reducing inflation, but most policymakers said they're worried about moving too fast to slash their benchmark interest rate before it was clear that inflation was sustainably returning to their 2% target. Shares of Palo Alto Networks tumbled over 27%. The cybersecurity company delivered an earnings and revenue beat, but provided disappointing financial guidance. The Dow winners, McDonald's, Caterpillar, and Nike. The Dow decliners, IBM, Microsoft, and Salesforce. The Dow rising 48 points. The Nasdaq down 50. S&P 500 up 6. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. The traditional blue of the Kansas City Royals baseball uniforms will have a touch of red this season. Quick trip red. The Royals announcing that Quick Trip, the regional convenience store based in Tulsa, is going to be the club's patch partner on uniforms for this season. It was announced as a multi-year partnership through the number of, the number of years not revealed, though. Quick Trip and the Royals said the partnership will include an initiative to improve literacy rates in Kansas City area schools. That includes a donation to the Kansas City Public Schools for each Royals base hit.
The Sedgwick County Election Office is set to move next year from downtown Wichita's historic county courthouse to a much bigger headquarters on the city's northeast side by a four-to-one vote Wednesday. The county commissioners approved an agreement to purchase the property at 3639 North Comaterra, currently the home of Wichita business Walton's Inc., for the purpose of it becoming the new county election HQ. The property provides over 46,000 square feet of space that will allow the county to house the election offices, warehouse, and offices, and currently at separate locations with a total of well, just under 19,000 square feet in one spot, and which county officials say will help address inefficiency and security concerns. And that's local business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal with Stephen Ted in the morning. And uh, one of the stories... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This morning, it's kind of got Ted going. Is it this agreement uh, that he just talked about between the Royals and QT putting a patch on the shoulder? Is that done widely in uh, in MLB? I don't Starting know. Starting to. It's used no. to you couldn't put anything on the baseball uniform, no. and now just like other pro sports, starting to happen. I got upset when they. I saw a picture of it, and it just immediately jarred me. There's this guy with a Royals, nice Royals jersey on. There's this big red QT on his arm. I was like, what? <laughs> well, I'm so old-fashioned. I don't even, I, I don't like what they did to Royals, the Kauffman Stadium up there. And all the signage and everything. I, I don't know. It's, I like a pure stadium. That Royal Stadium, when it opened, there was nothing. Well, I, I take it back. There was an Amico sign out there or something. Probably out, something. Yeah, wasn't yeah. there? A couple of things, but boy, that green grass and that beautiful Fountain out there. Hmm. And now they're going to build another one downtown. Well, we'll where see. Gonna, where are they going to park? We'll see. Where are they going to park? Downtown Kansas City. There's no place. They always say that. Every city says that. Wichita yep. said Wichita it. Wichita, said Wichita people bitched about that for three yeah. years. Where are we going to park? Yeah. Guess what? Everybody parks and they find a way to get into the stadium. It, yep. it becomes Works, and you're saying fine. the same thing, Kansas City. Yeah. Where are you going to park? Hey, They'll find a place. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy. Uh, the old Kansas City Municipal Stadium. And you've been, you've been to that site there on. I've been to the Brooklyn. site. You, you've been, no you've been to the well, game. Well, they had a mini lot out out in the outfield. They had a little, but mm-hmm. not much. So you you had we parked. We would park down the hill. Wait a minute! You found a way to park yeah. and go to the game? Out down the hill, about three blocks, and uh-huh. be a couple of kids down there. My dad would say, "Hey, you kids, watch my car here, and I'll give you a quarter when I come back." And there you go. So, and one of the things they had there, I, the first game I went to a major league game in Kansas City was night game, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, Buses were coming up all the time, letting people out. Yeah. City buses. Yeah. So that's the way they got people in there. But, you know, 
Don't want it far too far out. Yeah, that's their concern, not mine. I, I'm sure they're going to build something very nice there within the next, what, five, six years, something like that. Let's see. What do we got here? Oh, how about national supermarket employees? It's not official yet. Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't talk about that like it's a done deal. And the, and the county, Jackson County Administrator, is that Frank White? Frank, uh, yeah, the, the, ex- former, the former royal. He had some problems with all of this. Hasn't yeah? He? Yeah. <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks we're going to be taken advantage of, I guess. Maybe he got sore because he not to, never got to be manager of the Royals or something. Well, there's always that. <laughs> uh, supermarket employees, it's their, they have a day. Everybody's got a day, so this is National Supermarket Employee Day. Have you ever worked in a supermarket? I have not. My aunt has. Yeah. My Aunt Sally. My daughter worked at Dillon's for a while, and my grandson, uh, Nolan, worked at a Dillon's for a while. Yeah, I worked at the store in Clearwater for a while, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, we had a little uh, out in Westlink, about a block and a half from my house. For a time, we had a little tiny supermarket up there. Not a supermarket, it's a tiny store. It would fit in this, probably fit in the studio. But uh, my friend uh, Larry and I went up there and sought a job, and and uh, for for they let me on sacker for about two hours one day, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. And they said, "Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here." I got fired that quick. Short timer. I was not very good at putting the right things in the sack at the right time. Oh, well, it was not your deal. Yeah. So. I was a short timer, but these people, you know, I see them almost every day over there at my supermarket, and you do too. Just say, "Hey, we salute you. You got your day." There's a day for everybody, right, Ted? Seven fifty here, Stephen Ted in the morning. Coming up here at top of the hour. Uh, oh, coming up to seven eight o'clock hour with Stephen Ted. Stay, stay with us. We have uh, President Biden's brother talking at a private meeting with lawmakers concerning his family's business dealings. We'll tell you about that coming up. Ted has sports on the way, as always. Yeah, fun game for the Shockers last night at Coke Arena. We'll have highlights coming up in sports. Plus, entertainment news, always a good show. You got the the blur in the entertainment news thing. Yeah, we got a couple of big actor birthdays today we're going to talk about. Looking forward to it. Entertainment news in the blur in 40 minutes. Traffic and weather also in the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. A fatal shooting in East Wichita. That story coming up. Sedgwick County moving ahead with new election office. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. A child killed in a Wichita shooting has been identified. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. A cool front moved through overnight that will bring us breezy conditions today and temperatures not quite as warm as yesterday. Our complete forecast here in just a few minutes. A woman is dead after a shooting at an apartment complex in southeast Wichita. Police say the shooting occurred just before 2 a.m., in the 8100 block of East Harry, a woman in her 30s suffered a wound to her upper body and was pronounced dead at the scene. And police Captain Chad Beard says the shooting likely stemmed from a disturbance with one of the apartments within one of the apartments, and it was not random. President Biden's brother, James, testifying in a private meeting before House lawmakers about the president's family business dealings. Fox's Kevin Cork with more. In his opening statement to the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees, James Biden said that he had nothing to hide and accused Republicans who have suggested that he improperly benefited from his brother's status. 
of being either mistaken, ill-informed, or flat-out lying. Quote, I have had a 50-year career in a variety of business ventures. Joe Biden has never had any involvement or any direct or indirect financial interest in those activities. None. The negative and destructive assumptions about me and my relationship with my brother Joe are wrong. There is no basis for this inquiry to continue. And Republicans say that the first brother contradicted himself in his opening statement. The Sedgwick County Election Office will be moving and expanding soon. County commissioners voted 4-1 to one to purchase a building near 37th and Rock for $4.5 million. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Laura Rainwater says the new location will be easy to get to. Voter access is my one of my top priorities. I want people to have easy access to our polls and it be easy for them to vote. And it's this is new location is on a direct Wichita transit route, so public transportation isn't a problem. The move could take place early next year. Wichita police still searching for the shooting suspect and the killing of a young child. Police identify the boy as one-year-old Caden Anderson, who was inside an apartment in the 2500 block of South Oliver near Pawnee on Monday night. Investigators say someone walked up to the apartment and began shooting inside. The child died in the attack, and two 24-year-old women were also shot. They remain hospitalized with critical injuries. One person was arrested at the scene for allegedly interfering with law enforcement. It's believed the shooting was targeted and not a random event. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. One of the men charged in the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory celebration shooting that killed one person and injured two dozen others made his first appearance in court. Lindell Mays of Raytown, Missouri, told a judge he understood the charges against him in the February 14th shooting. Mays recently came off probation for pulling out a gun during a dispute over a basketball game. A statement from Belton Police said Mays displayed a handgun during the basketball game dispute at a community center, causing people to run for safety out of the gym. He pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct in February of 2022. The Republican presidential hopefuls ramping up campaign efforts ahead of the South Carolina primary Saturday. Former Governor Nikki Haley has just two full days left to chip away at the former president's commanding lead in her home state. Her campaign hit at his financials. A January FEC report shows that Trump's leadership pack spent nearly $3 million on legal fees last month alone. That's on top of $50 million in donor funds spent last year on Trump's legal defense, according to a Fox News analysis. Trump made a brief stop in South Carolina to participate in a town hall hosted by Fox's Laura Ingram. He's set to return for a rally Friday. Fox's Alexandria Hoff with that report from Spartanburg, South Carolina. KNSS News time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. Basketball action, a lot of basketball hoops action around the area last night. we got some highlights coming up in sports. Police in Oklahoma investigating the death of a high school student as a possible hate crime. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS 808, down eight minutes past 8 o'clock. The first of three listening sessions hosted by Wichita Public Schools took place Wednesday evening for families being impacted by proposed school closings. District officials say the decision to close six area schools was not an easy one. The next listening session will be held tonight. It begins at 5.30 at West High School. Third session will be Monday at the Administrative Center. 
That one will begin at 5.30 p.m. Police in Oklahoma are investigating the death of a high school student as a possible hate crime. No cause of death has been released for 16-year-old Nex Benedict, a student at Owasso High School in suburban Tulsa. Officials say Benedict was in a fight in the school bathroom with several other students on February 7th. Benedict's family says there had been harassment because the team was non-binary and used they-them pronouns. Benedict was able to walk away from the fight on their own, but was taken to the hospital by the family. Benedict was sent home that night, but died after returning to the hospital the next day. Detectives say they're interviewing school staff and students to learn more about what happened. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. Officials in Alabama are looking to carry out a second execution using the controversial nitrogen gas method. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall's office asking the Supreme Court to set a date to execute Alan Eugene Miller using nitrogen gas. Officials say the 59-year-old inmate convicted of fatally shooting three people in 1999 survived a 2022 lethal injection execution attempt. If the state moves forward, Miller would become the second inmate in Alabama and in the U.S. executed by the controversial method following the execution of inmate Kenneth Smith. The state argues it's quick and humane, but another Alabama death row inmate has filed a lawsuit challenging the method's constitutionality, detailing descriptions from witnesses who allege Smith shook and convulsed, arguing it's torturous. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Another United States company is accused of hiring children to clean meat processing plants. The Labor Department has asked a federal judge for an injunction to stop Tennessee-based Fayette Janitorial Service from hiring minors. The cleaning company works in about 30 states and employs more than 600 workers. The initial findings identified 15 underage Fayette employees at a Purdue Farms plant in Virginia and at least nine at Seaboard Triumph Foods in Sioux City, Iowa. The Labor Department says the company has used underage workers in hazardous conditions where animals are killed and says children sanitize dangerous equipment. The legal filing details severe injuries sustained by a 14-year-old while cleaning a machine in Virginia. Records show Fayette learned the worker was underage after the injury but continued to keep the child employed. Lee Silicera, Fox News. KNS has news time now, 8-11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. In traffic, watch out. We've got a stalled-out vehicle northbound I-235, pretty close to Central. Uh, some fairly heavy traffic in that area as well, so watch for a slowdown there. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky across Wichita and south-central Kansas, a north wind, and that signals a frontal boundary has moved through overnight. Temperature is not quite as warm as yesterday, but for February standards, this is pretty incredible. Sunny and 64 this afternoon, clear and 38 tonight, breezy and 63 again tomorrow. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. And we have a few clouds now, 44 degrees, and a north wind at 14 miles per hour. At Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stephen, Ted, in the morning when I came to work earlier this morning, Ted, it was about in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And then after a while here at work, they, the wind shifted around to the north. And the cold front came through. And it's now about uh, about 10 degrees or 11 degrees Whoa. cooler than it was earlier Ooh. this morning. So yeah. a little bit of a, a wind coming as the front went through. Had a great day yesterday. My goodness gracious. 72 for a high sunshine. Beautiful afternoon. Yes, it sure was. Normal high for the date, 51, so we've, we're warmer than normal for a while here. 
On this date in 1996, Wichita set an all-time record high for February when the mercury soared to 87 degrees. Wow. 87 degrees. Hot. A hot day here in the city. Stephen Ted, uh, 8.13 now. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Yeah, we're talking about uh, the school closings earlier this morning. And uh, Capen, we talking, we went, you went to Capen. And what was, what's Cape and Mount? There was Mount Carmel as well. Uh, that was Mount Carmel Academy, Academy, of course. Where was that located? West side. Yeah, it was on the west side. Out, wasn't it? out of basically Douglas and Mount Carmel. Yeah. Oh, right. I, I remember the school. Mm-hmm. So they, they combined those over the east side, and they combined Carroll with Bishop Carroll with Madonna on the west side, and that's uh, that's the way it goes. All right. And that's the way the, they went co-ed. Yeah. Did you just said there's a. You'll talk about maybe in sports, but there is a big game between the. What Carolyn or Capen and Heights tonight? Capen and Heights in the regular season finale in boys play. I've Big seen, game tonight. I've seen both of those teams play. That ought to be a good they're, one. Yeah, they're both really good. All right, both great coaches too. Yeah, Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS and with the South Carolina primary GOP primary coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll take a look at that and see what's going on with the, what the chances are for for Haley in that uh, in that primary. Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern with us this morning. Jared, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Does it seem like there's any chance that Haley might might uh, come out on top there? No, she's not going to win South Carolina. I don't think anybody expects that. Certainly Nikki Haley doesn't expect that. I think that's why she has talked about over the last several days that uh, regardless of the outcome on Saturday, she's going to be a candidate for the president on, on Sunday. She is not going to uh, let a defeat in, in South Carolina uh, in her campaign. She certainly doesn't have um, an incentive, I, I think, to, to drop her bid. She has um, plenty of, of resources, at least, to carry this campaign another through a few weeks through Super Tuesday. Uh, she has talked a lot about in recent days uh, needing uh, to be an alternative uh, to Trump, an, uh, an alternative voice to Trump, especially given, as she's talked about, um, a, a lot of the chaos and uncertainty uh, surrounding his campaign as a criminal trial uh, that starts um, in about a month. Um, and so there are still a lot of questions about kind of what a Trump uh, campaign looks like in a general election. That has been the pitch that Nikki Haley has been making for a long time. It has not resonated with uh, the Democratic, with the Republican base uh, in some of these results. But again, I think what her campaign is trying to show is that there, uh, you know, can, can she move the needle at all? Can she kind of eat into that lead? Um, you know, can she? close the gap a little bit between herself and Trump and show that, you know, there is a little bit of momentum for, for her side. Uh, right now, um, her campaign is not in a, a, a position where it seems like it's in dire straits financially. It's actually raised quite a bit of money since New Hampshire. And so I think from her perspective, she doesn't see a lot of, of need to drop out regardless of what happens in South Carolina. Uh, what about the delegates? How, how's that divvied up? Is that... Is- Winner take all, or how does it work in South Carolina? No, and that's the other that's the other part of this too. That there are not winner take all states at this point in in the election. So even in Iowa, New Hampshire, uh, she has been able to collect delegates. She will probably we'll see. South Carolina divides them up a little bit differently. They have kind of a a number that goes to the overall winner, and then there are. I think delegates that are uh, selected through congressional districts. So. I think it would depend on the margins, whether or not she's able to collect any delegates in South Carolina. But but no, it's not a winner take all state, um, at least kind of in the I mean, you could get all of them, I guess, depending on what the margins are in some of these districts. But um, that's the other argument she's been making, too. Right. Is that she is collecting delegates. Um, 
there are still a lot of delegates out there. Super Tuesday has a bunch. You have Texas, California, uh, you have Michigan coming up, uh, delegate-rich states that um, you know provide some opportunities. Again, not probably to overcome Trump, uh, but to stay in that race and kind of deny him the ability to, to take up the uh, the mantle as is the de facto nominee. And right now, she's she's got plenty of money to keep going. There, right? Then? That's the point. Yeah, she has plenty of resources. And listen, Super Tuesday is going to be expensive. It always is. There are a bunch of states, as I said, some big states, Texas, California, with big, major, diverse uh, media markets around. You know, you can't go door to door in Texas and California like you can uh, in some other places. Right. Um, uh, You know, those diner stubs don't work as well in in big states and big cities. But, um, yeah, she's got like I said, her her campaign from a fundraising perspective, has actually done pretty well. And the other argument that she has been making is that the fundraising for Trump, uh, while it is bringing in a lot of money, it is being spent, especially on the PAC side, uh, for legal defense issues. So um, one of the the things that that candidates do is is they raise a lot of money. They are able to kind of uh, split that sometimes with other campaigns, kind of support down ticket races. She has made the point that that's not something, in her view, that Trump's going to be able to do. All right. Well, listen, thanks. We appreciate your coverage this morning. Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern talking about the South Carolina primary, which is coming up Saturday. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Uh, time check 818 here on a Thursday morning. And uh, Ted has a look at sports with us this morning. Uh, Stephen, 10 in the morning. And he, he'll be here momentarily. He's been caught. caught out. <laughs> Ted, I, just, I did the cue. I didn't even look up. I knew you were there, but... Uh, Good morning to you, sir. Hello. Tell, bring us up to date on Present. sports, sir. Yeah, big game last night at Coke Arena, men's basketball. The Shockers and their longtime rival, Tulsa, going at it. And it was a fun game for Shocker fans. Wichita State was focused and getting high percentage shots. A lot of points in the paint. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl with the call of the game on 103.7 KEYN. Turn around, left it short. Rebound grabbed by Ballard. Takes a dribble, puts it oh, up, and got it. Oh, wow. Wow. What an one, one dribble, spinning kind of bank hook shot. Quincy Ballard with his second basket, and the Shocker lead is back up to six. And the, the drum beat kept going for the Shocks. Points inside. Cortez lobs for Ballard, who got it. Oh, my. He wasn't able to dunk it, but he was fouled by Garcia and managed to guide the ball over the rim. It bounced on the back iron and fell in. He'll get credit for the basket and a chance for a three-point play. Shockers with 50 points in the paint last night and went 18 for 21 at the free throw line. Sure helps. Shocks dominate Tulsa, and it wasn't even this close. 79-63 was the final score, but the Shocks... Most of the second half are up by 20 points or more. Wow. 5,200 at the game last night. It's now been 22 years since Tulsa last won a game in Wichita. And that they'll have to wait till next year. The Shocks have beaten them 12 times in a row on home court against the Golden Hurricane. Colby Rogers had 19 points to lead the Shockers, including 9 for 9 at the free throw line. Kenny Poto, 16 points in 18 minutes. He also had 7 rebounds. He was 7 of 10 from the field. Shocks win their ninth game on home court this season as they beat Tulsa by 16 points last night. Nicely done. Let's go to college women's basketball. What a game in Manhattan last night. Ninth-ranked Kansas State hosting 22nd-ranked West Virginia. This one went into overtime. And another big game for K-State senior Aoka Lee. The action on the Kansas State Sports Network. 145 left. 
Quinterly, top of the key. Sundell trying to stay with her. The pick and roll inside. Watson can't connect. Lee the rebound for K-State. Her 10th. Another double-double for Aoka Lee. Yeah, she had 34 points and 11 rebounds. K-State beats the Mountaineers 73-64 in overtime. The K-State women are tied for second place in the Big 12. 17 straight wins at home for the K-State women. Now 23-4 and on the season. Let's go to Juco men's basketball action last night in the power plant in El Dorado. 19th-ranked Butler hosting Colby. Dennis Higgins with the call of the Butler Grizzlies on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Grizzlies break the full court pressure to long pass the front court. A.J. Williams drops it off, and now a pass from Norton goes for a dunk by Chris Richardson. That's a great, another great assist. I think Thornton's working on seven or eight assists tonight. He's, he's a great assister. Butler men ranked 19th in the nation, beat Colby 71-51. Butler men now 21-5 and on the season. They're on a four-game winning streak. Juco women's basketball, number one ranked team in the nation, the Hutchinson women, went on the road at Northwest Kansas Tech, 91-52. Lady Blue Dragons, as we said, ranked number one in the nation, now 26-0 and on the season. The Friends women win on the road last night, beat York, 79-71. The Friends ladies in the regular season road finale, Friends women in third place in the conference, their 10th road win of the season, 21-6 and six overall. The Friends ladies have won 13 of their last 14 games. The Wichita Thunder hockey team winning on the road last night beat the Iowa Heartlanders 5-4. Good start to a four-game road trip for the Thunder, who is now on a three-game winning streak. And in baseball, it's the end of the career for one of the all-time greats for the Kansas City Royals, Eric Hosmer. He's retiring from baseball at age 34 after a 13-year career. Of course, he was a huge part and component of the Royals when they won the World Series back in 2015. Four-time gold glove first baseman. He was the Royals' number three overall draft pick in 2008. Part of that class that came up and eventually got the Royals a World Series title. He played seven years with the Royals before leaving for the San Diego Padres. Hosmer will finish his career with nearly 200 home runs, a 276 career batting average. He was the MVP of the All-Star Game back in 2016. He's made at least $175 million in his career, if not more. So, Played baseball for 13 years. He got rich, and he got a World Series title. Good for him. Eric Hosmer is calling it quits on the field at the age of 34. That's Sports with Stephen Ted, brought to you by Bel Air Recovery Center. Proud to serve veterans that served our nation. Located in Northeast Wichita, Bel Air Recovery Center improves the lives they touch. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. How much money was allegedly paid for Biden access? That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh. Ted Woodward here on this Thursday morning. 44 degrees. A man from Derby killed in traffic Tuesday afternoon on Rock Road near Bradley Fair in East Wichita. Police say a motorcycle struck a van. Two other vehicles were involved in the accident. The dead man identified as 22-year-old Gabriel Cortez from the Derby area. A Wichita man is being held on murder charges and a half million dollars bond. Jose Silvano Velasquez Carrillo appeared in court Wednesday and was charged with first-degree murder for his part in the shooting death of 42-year-old Candace Amac in South Wichita. 
He's one of two suspects arrested in that case. Kansas lawmakers are considering a bill that would make it illegal to encourage others to commit suicide. Representative Brenda Landwehr, Wichita Republican, says she knows of two families who lost children who were encouraged to take their own lives by people using online forums. You should not be able to encourage and convince and coerce and, you know, get someone to kill themselves. That's wrong. And it should be a crime in Kansas. A House committee has already heard testimony on the bill. President Biden traveled to California to campaign ahead of the 2024 presidential election. President spoke about student debt. I'm proud to announce our SAVE plan. We are immediately canceling the debt loans for over 150,000 borrowers, nearly six months ahead of schedule. Starting today, we're canceling student debt for borrowers who are enrolled in the SAVE plan and have been paying student loans for as little as 10 years. Borrowers in the SAVE plan that took less than $12,000 will have their debt forgiven. Two young citizen soldiers who became close friends after enlisting in the Army Reserve were remembered at funerals in Georgia this past weekend. A service for 24-year-old Sergeant Kennedy Sanders was held Saturday in a packed 1,200-seat auditorium of the Ware County Middle School. Fellow soldiers recalled Sanders' courage, her loving personality, and her willingness to volunteer for tasks few wanted to do, including learning to operate earth-moving equipment to help build roads and shelters. A similar service honored 23-year-old Sergeant Brianna Moffat. Her funeral at a Baptist church was scheduled for the same time on Saturday as Sanders' service 100 miles away. Moffat's family had requested that the media not be present. The soldiers were among three members of their Army Reserve unit who died on January 28th in a drone strike on a U.S. base in Jordan near the Syrian border. Also killed was 46-year-old Staff Sergeant William Jerome Rivers. He was buried Tuesday. The military awarded all three soldiers promotions in rank following their deaths. They were assigned to the 926th Engineer Battalion, 926th Engineer Brigade, based at Fort Moore in West Georgia. According to the Army Reserve, Moffat and Sanders both enlisted in 2019 as construction engineers. By the time they deployed to the Middle East last year, the two had become close friends. The deaths of the three Georgia reservists were the first U.S. fatalities blamed on Iran-backed militia groups after months of intensified attacks on American forces in the region since the Hamas terror attacks on Israel that took place in October. More than 40 troops were also injured in the drone attack. This salute to service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill. KNSS News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky across Wichita and south-central Kansas, a north wind, and that signals a frontal boundary has moved through overnight. Temperatures not quite as warm as yesterday, but for February standards, this is pretty incredible. Sunny and 64 this afternoon, clear and 38 tonight, breezy and 63 again tomorrow. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now partly cloudy, 44 degrees at Wichita's Severe Weather Station. Stephen Ted in the morning here, KNSS 851 on a Thursday morning. Three big things 
three. Basketball, Wichita State 79, Tulsa 63. Two. Sedgwick County Commission approves plan to move Election Commission headquarters to East Wichita. One. President Biden's brother questioned by lawmakers in a private meeting about the family business dealings. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Gasoline prices in the Wichita area this morning. Most common price is still two ninety nine a gallon. I spotted some better prices out there though. Twenty uh, ninth and Mays Road, uh, two eighty nine a gallon. There traffic update from ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. It's brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Now they've got two locations downtown at Market and Waterman and forty seven Street South and Broadway in the former Kmart building. There you can see it all at carlstire.com. Carl's Goodyear, your home for complete car care. Sunny and breezy today with a high of 64 degrees. Clear tonight, the overnight low 37. Friday, sunny and breezy. Tomorrow's high, 63 degrees. Now, a few clouds, 44 degrees. North wind at 14 miles per hour. At Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You know what makes a great gift? Anything from the Monarch. Shop local for your whiskey lover with gift cards, apparel, and glassware. The Monarch, West Douglas in historic Delano. Stephen Ted and trading's underway on Wall Street this morning. The Dow is ahead by 311 points. The S&P is up nearly 80, and the Nasdaq trading up 382 points. In local business news from the Wichita Business Journal, the Sedgwick County Election Office set to move next year from downtown Wichita's historic county courthouse, moving into a much bigger headquarters on the city's northeast side. The vote yesterday was 4-1. to one. County commissioners approving an agreement to buy the property in the 3600 block of North Comaterra, currently the home of Wichita Business Waltons, Inc. And that'll be for the purpose of it becoming the new county election HQ. Property provides more than 46,000 square feet of space to allow the county to house the election offices, warehouses, and offices, which are currently at separate locations. So it'll be a total of nearly 19,000 square feet in one spot. County officials say that will help address inefficiency and security concerns. The traditional blue of the Kansas City Royals baseball uniforms will have a touch of red this season, Quick Trip Red. The Royals have announced Quick Trip, the regional convenience store chain based in Tulsa, will be the club's patch partner on uniforms for the 2024 season. It was announced as a multi-year partnership, though the number of years wasn't revealed. Quick Trip and the Royals said the partnership will include an initiative to improve literacy rates in Kansas City area schools, including a donation to the Kansas City Public Schools for each Royals hit. And that's local businesses, business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. Dead today is National Margarita Day. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Yeah, one of the spangles. On the rocks are blended. This is day is for you. Known to be the most common tequila-based cocktail served in the United well, States. Yeah. The margarita is a cocktail that consists of tequila, triple sec, and lime or lemon juice. Key ingredient, freshly squeezed lime juice, margarita day. It's also National Chili Day. Oh. You can celebrate that. Yeah. Yep. Have some chili and wash it down with a margarita. Margarita and you'll have one. Mm. Should have one heck of a day. There you go. All right. Coming up, uh, we've got the Glenn Beck program, as always, here on KNSS. And He's going to talk about uh, Biden, uh, Biden wiping out that uh, student debt Student debt that he's talking about. Top of the hour news at 9 o'clock. Biden's brother questioned about the president's business dealings. Stephen's head of the morning. If you missed any of today's show, you want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, 
News updates all day. Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.